Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic is IOT from POC to Profits. And I have with me Peter Amps, who's the CIO with the city of Albuquerque. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm doing well, Sanjog. Thank you for having me this morning. Oh, wonderful morning and wonderful to have you uh, talking to us on this very interesting subject because we are living it. In fact, we are doing an event on this next week uh, in here in Chicago. So there is a lot of discussion going on about IoT and of course it's happening around the world it's something new people want to t- tackle it and they're excited about it but there is a there is a set of conversations I've had which became uh, the reason why I wanted to bring this topic on the, on the show here today so we know a lot of people want to do proof of concepts right and and of course rightfully so because you don't want to jump head over heels uh, in a new technology without doing so but then they're doing it, but then they're scratching their head, what next? And we, we are being told that in many cases, people don't know what's the end game, and that's why they get stalled after the POC. But if you had that type of a crystal ball where you could tell the end game, then wouldn't life be beautiful? So how, what are we supposed to do? in terms of either getting clarity on the end game so we are not stalled or we have a creative way to move forward with the IoT and but at least go beyond POC. So what's going on? Well, I think Sanjo that um, you know, I I always try to try to uh, address these uh, POCs and 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 anything that we do in terms of new technology um, in terms of why are we doing this, and, and what's the what's the end result? Um, what's the benefit to the citizens? What's the benefit to uh, a city as it provides services? Um, exactly, you, you've you've kind of uh, uh, summarized the the challenge all uh, very succinctly there, in the sense that um, you know we can't do this just for technology's sake or just because we have sensors in the infrastructure and we can get data, but how are we going to make this um, uh, a more useful um, uh, technology for our citizens and and, and improve the quality of life, whether that's around transportation, energy, um, utility uh, usage, and and information around that. Uh, Public safety is a a big one um, that we're really looking at in terms of getting a better uh, understanding of, of how to deploy resources, for example. So I think that uh, in many times, the, the POCs that we have don't necessarily have a um, return on investment that can be uh, measured in monetary terms, but our value currency is, is, is different. It's constituency value. So uh, being able to understand what that constituency value looks like um, as we go into a POC, and this is the uh, eventual outcome. A lot of times we get, we get an um, approach to do POCs that are just to, um, because it's, it's 
it's an emerging tech or it's, it's uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a kind of a trending um, discussion and topic uh, amongst the um, uh, tech community, but how is it going to improve our uh, daily citizen life is, is what, um, what we really need to be able to explain. And while you go about this journey, people who are non-technical, they would at most go to a point of learning or understanding as that a machine-to-machine communicating. Okay, great. So what? So that's exactly. a good question. Yeah. And, and when we try to answer, we tell about possibilities. So when we talk about possibilities, they see, okay, our life is continuing as is. There is nothing earth-shattering need for something. And you want to bring me something new already on an already spilling plate. So that becomes a concern. And somehow if you bring IoT, you are, of course, you're going to spend money on it. And you do the POC and then you go about looking for additional use cases and nothing looks compelling enough, that's like losing face. But still, a lot of this is going on. So who's not thinking? Who's not thinking? Yes. Well, I think that, um, again, uh, you know, I try to tie everything back to a business case. And and, uh, I think that's where we've been successful here when we've had... um, uh, certain uh, POCs. So, for example, um, uh, soil moisture sensors. You know, uh, the you know, I'll just I'll just look at that as a as a case study uh, real quick. Um, you know, we've got an aging infrastructure when it comes to our parks uh, and irrigation of of golf courses and parks. And um, you know, if, if we're leaking uh, water into the ground, um, you know, we're uh, we're we're not optimizing our our water usage. And and being a desert city. Uh, high desert city in the southwest, Albuquerque. Uh, water is as it is anywhere is a is, is a um, scarce resource that we need to uh, make sure that we are uh, conserving. So, uh, being able to put soil moisture sensors into the ground and into our irrigation systems to know when there's a leak, to to be able to. Uh, cut it off um, uh, and shut, turn that off immediately. Or when a when a um, sprinkler head pops in, in a park, uh, that is we're, we're uh, identified immediately. So any any of these um, use cases, for example, have the ability to conserve. You know, for example, to conserve water and then to reduce uh, one of the largest. Um, you know, uh, expenses we have as a city is our water bill. So the ability to reduce our water cost, to reduce our water usage um, through smart uh, implementations of IoT are, uh, you know, that can be an immediate win. And we can we can gain face there, so to speak, and gain trust and credibility that um, this is why we're implementing IoT, not just because, um, you know, I can tell when a... Uh, um, and another application might be a sensor in a uh, bus uh, driver's seat, for example. Um, I mean, I, I made the joke at one point that, you know, we're, uh, we're putting sensors everywhere, and pretty soon I'll be able to know when there's a sensor in this chair that I'm sitting in. But, you know, we're doing that with for, for safety reasons um, for some of our transit-type capa- uh, in, in those areas. So I think, um, again, being able to tie it back to a safety issue or tying it back to a, to a real, um, uh, you know, discrete and concrete business case is, is where uh, we can gain uh, that credibility. So you, you picked up safety, which is, of course, very important. Citizen safety is paramount, and it's above everything else that you may ever do. Now, 
in 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 the business world it's the shareholder value and in the government world it's the citizens expectation and the value you deliver is what counts and there could be a risk of law of diminishing returns when you overdo it because nobody cares after a certain point so you got to do just to a certain extent so you may have had this say citizen safety issue came up and looks like a good use case so you would put that in but in order to put iot in its um, most matured form that means all related entities everybody has to come together and while you may have created a use case for this one area the the all the investment that you will do has to be somehow justified or uh, the ROI has to be recovered in due course versus just saying we did it only for safety, right? I mean, when you go out even build a business case, I'm sure people will not give you a million dollars just to say, oh, I wanted to put sensors on the seats for safety on this transit car. Correct. So so when when you're talking about something bigger, Maybe it's not the end game, but you have, or, or, or what's your approach rather, not you have that today, but what's your approach to even thinking about something which looks similar to an end game? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, and I think that it requires a, um, this, this holistic view of, of, the, um, of the environment that we, that we live in and um, what is... Um, what is important in our city, you know, and how Albuquerque could be, you know, different than a coastal city on the East Coast or the West Coast or a Midwestern city. But, you know, we have our own set of um, um, uh, issues, uh, so to speak, here that we can address through through an IoT POC, for example. So, um, uh, you know, this, this, this idea of having this holistic plan or a smart cities playbook is something that um, we're uh, we're evolving to, um, and but I think the ability to show some some um, you know some quick wins around um, some sensor work that we've done. Um, you know, another example is the air quality. One of the one of the issues we have today in Albuquerque is pollen. So pollen and and how that affects uh, asthmatics and people with. Um, you know, with breathing issues and so on, um, or those with allergies. Uh, so the the um, the sensors we have in the air for air quality and also for uh, you know wildland uh, fire uh, smoke that 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 comes into Albuquerque and settles. And so air quality is a, is a big deal for us. So our ability to to sense uh, that and to sense when plumes are coming in, et cetera, is um, one that then we report on and then using that data. From the uh, IoT sensors to be able to text and be able to provide SMS messaging and and real time um, uh, information around the air quality situation because that might be important if your if your kids have a soccer game this afternoon and 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 there, there's a breathing uh, issue that uh, that might be affecting their um, health. So um, it's 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 that type of um, you know data that we're deriving from from the sensor-based networks that are uh, that, that's important to us I mean um, you know we've we've heard that uh, data is the new oil for for um, for local municipalities for example in terms of uh, the data is important and the data is a resource that we need to be able to then uh, leverage so how do you how do you you know if we're data 
you know, data rich and information poor, it's, it's the ability to synthesize that data into, into information through business intelligence uh, tools, sets, and et cetera, and, and reporting dashboards and, and the presentation of that that makes it relevant to our citizens. Um, you know, I think it's, it's got to be relevant, it's got to be reliable, and it's got to be secure. So all of these um, uh, systems that we, we test and deploy um, have to go through that um, vetting process and that uh, rigorous, um, you know, testing and proof of concept. And then, okay, so here's the data, here's the information we're getting, here's how we're presenting it to our citizens and through an open data format, for example. Um, uh, and, you know, and I can speak to another example where we've taken our uh, bus transit location data, made that open in an open data format. There's been applications written against it now on a mobile platform that, uh, provide citizens with real-time bus location. Why is that important? Because now I know exactly when my bus is going to be here. I don't have to call 311 anymore, and I can reduce the calls to 311, reduce that cost um, that's involved with that, and, and make that data available to our citizens um, in a mobile, real-time platform. So um, I think that becomes part of the holistic overall strategy of providing data and information to our citizens that's relevant and, and reliable when they need it and where they're at. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And especially when you're talking city, you're talking citizens. So you could spend the same tax dollars on something what you just mentioned or, or, or another initiative which city could use because there are multiple priorities. When you sit and, and look at the rationalization process, how do you justify something which is, for the most part, good to have, something which without which the world will still continue, the city will still thrive? And then if, if that's the case, then when will you come to a point where you will say, yes, I tried it, so I know it works, but then I want to take it or commercialize it or, or, or put it in a mainstream, but I'll wait because the same money could be used for, say, a children's library over IoT. So who is doing this thinking and rationalization and prioritization so that when IoT does get picked up, people are behind it versus saying, okay, we tried it, it did not work, so we just leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth. How do we prevent that? Please sit tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. 
Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, IoT versus something else that would help citizens live a better, richer, meaningful, and a safer life. How do we ever get to a point where a relatively technology-centric initiative gains attention and gains ground so that you get to do things which could be more progressive? Who are we teaching and who is thinking and who is learning about it enough so that you get uh, IoT on the table amongst other things and it does get the attention it deserves? So I think with this, um, you know, as as, as IT uh, technology has has become a uh, transformative and, uh, and and we're charged with innovation now. It's not just about keeping the lights on and running payroll and uh, uh, you know providing uh, servers and storage. But we, as as technologists, we are now um, uh, faced with these. Um, Emerging technologies, um, you know, such as IoT and, and many others that are um, entering uh, government space, and you know, I guess the best way to put it is, uh, uh, if if you look, you know, the adage goes, uh, it, "Show me your budget, and I'll tell you what your priorities are." So, um, you, you know, priorities should be in your budget, and 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 you can um, work from there. Your budget then is a, um, you know, is this. Uh, uh, this ongoing process that involves the goals and initiatives of your elects, right? So from in a city, the the mayor, the the, the city council, the, um, the the stakeholders, the community um, involvement that's involved, all of that, all of those inputs go into uh, creating a budget. And so, uh, the more we can use uh, some gamification type of um, uh, uh, activities around that to make sure that uh, you know there's. Um, that the that the priorities are being met in a uh, in a municipal budget, so uh, I, I tend to not want to um, speak to a specific technology, but rather speak to here's the value, here's the things we can do with this solution, um, and 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 if that includes IoT or if that includes uh, blockchain or or augmented reality or some other emerging tech that that sounds. Um, uh, a little bit far-fetched, then let, let's let's obfuscate that in the sense that let's speak to um, because everything we do is has a digital component to it today, and um, you know I'm trying to um, uh, meld that more into the everyday uh, language that we use when it comes to providing citizen services uh, because everything now has a digital component. There's there's you know the the infrastructure. That w- 
that's traditionally been steel and concrete and 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 uh, roads and and bridges, et cetera, now have uh, uh, this, this. It's merging into the cyber world with with sensors and um, and data being derived from that. So it's this um, this this you know intersection between the physical and the cyber, and and it, it all goes back to being able to. Uh, get the data and the the, uh, the information uh, from this these these infrastructure resources that that tell us how we're performing and what's going on and, and this that relevancy piece again. So um, I think I think you know we have to get in front of our uh, uh, elects and our um, our um, those that make the decisions. So that they can see the value of what um, what an IoT application can bring, um, or any other emerging tech, um, and you know everything that we do today needs to be online, have an online component, being you know that's citizen transaction online and mobile, and so whether that's responsive design in our web applications, or um, you know a mobile app. And, and, you know, I think we're getting a little bit of mobile app uh, fatigue right now with because everything's got a mobile app um, to it. So, um, you know, there's, this, there's these two schools of thoughts around responsive design and, and, and mobile uh, and the application world. But um, the ability to do things, everything I need to do, it needs to be done on a, um, on, on a mobile platform is, is really a challenge that we're, uh, we're facing across the board because, uh, you know, when I get... Pull into a meeting or or or, or spoken to about um, an application. It's because there's been a conversation with a with a millennial group that wants their application. And I just had this the other day with our public safety and our CAD and uh, systems that we use for dispatch. You know that, that they wanted that to look like Amazon because that's the world they live in and that's the world they uh, expect to work in. So um, it is these Amazon-like qualities that that are that are now the citizen expectation that needs to be into everything we do is um, is where I'm trying to head our decision makers in terms of where we need to be. And so so when you are uh, talking about the the value, right? Is it monetary, or can you still, given that you're the city? you could continue to say safety or well-being of the citizens because even what we are finding at least based on my conversations the city themselves are trying to figure out ways to create revenue to sustain because just taxes sometimes are not enough given what's going on so in that case you you have to almost think like a business so are you able to show enough money-making capability as if you were a business for IoT, for you to allow it to fly and and go beyond the POC. If not, then we are sinking, or, or or yeah, so we are sinking some dollars into it, which could have been used elsewhere. So yes, we are getting that nice to have output, but then it it will only go so far. So it's only a matter of time before we will people will say, yeah, you did something with IoT that looks good, but before it really matures people will start losing interest and you will not be able to see it through the way it's supposed to. So how do you prevent that? So from the get-go, should you not be just thinking monetization and profits when you're going the IoT direction? 
Well, certainly, Sanjog, I think that, uh, you know, I, I've got to be able to, to tell you to tell you or anyone how much uh, a service costs, what is the cost of service, uh, what is the, um, you know, what is the sustaining um, uh, model uh, look like. Uh, many times we, um, in government, we implement systems with capital dollars. Uh, 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 and then in year one, we've got the OPEX uh, support and maintenance. So the... Um, the total cost of ownership over the um, expected life uh, expectancy of, a, of an application needs to be, I need to be able to tell you that, what that's going to be. And, um, and, and it's got to be uh, able to sustain itself um, it, through a budget uh, process that changes every year. So uh, to get to that point, uh, you've, you've got to go through the, um, uh, you know, the requirements, the, the uh, impact analysis, you know, all of that uh, type of uh, research to be able to uh, justify everything we do in our budget, right? Um, the idea that we're, we, we want to turn our, um, our city infrastructure from, from more of a, a cost center to a profit center is, is intriguing to me, and uh, that's something that we're, um, we're doing right now. Um, is, is looking at all of the resources that we own as a city, whether that's street lights and traffic systems and, and bus shelters and all of our right-of-ways and our, um, our uh, you know, whether it's parking, whether it's fleet vehicles, is how do we take all of these resources that the city has traditionally, that you know, used and has in, in, in real property, for example, in buildings, and how can we... Um, market them to the private sector through P3 type of an arrangement uh, for uh, whether it's uh, small cell um, uh, uh, implementations, uh, our telecom, you know, everything that we do needs to, uh, today needs to look towards um, automated and, and autonomous vehicles. So the, the network that needs to be in place to support um, vehicle to infrastructure type communications is going to require um, high speed, low latency bandwidth type applications. So uh, and, and transport. So whether that's 5G, whether that's Wi-Fi, whether that's uh, low power WAN, whether that's um, you know uh, deep fiber into the into the neighborhoods, and and in um, able to do all that, we've got to think differently about how we have uh, tr- traditionally used these city resources. And assets that we have, um, and start to market that towards um, towards the telecom providers, towards the um, uh, the, the smart city uh, type applications, so that we can gain some revenue from these underperforming and underutilized uh, assets that the city owns. So it could be as simple as um, you know maybe it's uh, providing. Um, uh, a, a kiosk or some advertising on a on a bus shelter, for example, through a digital type of component that we can get revenue from, that will then self sustain and 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 uh, fund an investment fund for smart city type of applications around IoT and and uh, these other type of uh, emerging tech. But we're not going to be able to do all of this with with the existing static budget that we have that's already been, um, uh, you know, uh, squeezed and optimized to the point where we, we're providing the, the city services that we always have. But now we're expected to 
provide um, smart city apps across the board. And so um, that's an area that we're, we're really starting to um, uh, come to uh, an agreement upon with our uh, elected officials and our city resource owners around real property and, and um, our infrastructure around traffic, parking, and you name it, is the ability to market those as a uh, tangible asset for a smart city application. So we definitely have spent uh, the due time in terms of seeing how do you justify and how do you go about doing POC. But when you want to take it all the way and go mainstream and literally embed that in your DNA, which would actually require us to handle the integration of data, the data management, integration of applications, security, all of that needs to be done. And in order to build a platform from scratch is usually very complicated for many organizations, even commercial, let alone the city government, because this is not your core focus. So would you just go ahead and buy or rent it? Is that the best way for organizations, in your case particular, does it make sense so that you're not unnecessarily creating complexity and, and changing the way you function till the time you have seen uh, it to completion and in production and seen some value and then you see whether you want to bring some of that platform in-house? What's the best approach that you would recommend? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and discuss. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So we're talking about, okay, we're done with POC. Yes, you build a business case and and looks like we are ready to roll. But then in order to take it to a point where it's actually used, it requires you working with the partners, ecosystem, do the integration, data management, security, and everything else in between. All of that requires some platform building. How are you, uh, well, what's a recommended path to biting at this big apple? 
one byte at a time, a smaller byte chip away at it, or we should take this in-house because nobody else would know any better. So I think that, you know, a city the size of Albuquerque, which is a, uh, you know, large, uh, medium to large type city, um, but we're not exactly an NFL city in terms of a multi-million um, uh, population. And, and so with that is the corresponding budget. So we have to be intelligent followers of technology. And in many ways, we're looking at those um, cities and those um uh, applications and, and solutions that are um, emerging, and and um, you know we we need to be we need to be good at number two being number two sometimes. And and, and I'll give you an example for uh, so uh, you know uh, our city elects came to us um, here recently uh, uh, and said, hey, we need. We were in Boston. We we saw the the Boston bump application, and you know um, for for. Uh, Pothole identification and 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 it's based on the sensor type network and well well we tried that here in a little POC and, and it you know we don't have necessarily uh, that's not our big problem here in Albuquerque is potholes right uh, and so um, what might work in one city doesn't necessarily work for us here so we have to. Um, uh, kind of see how things play out uh, with those uh, that are kind of on that um, uh, bleeding edge, so to speak, um, and that are investing in the, uh, the the R&D and that can can do that. We we uh, we we don't have the luxury or the affordability to go out and uh, really try things out and see if it's going to work or not uh, when it comes to uh, an emerging tech solution. So, so we want to build a portfolio of partners that are, that are good at this, uh, that, that have uh, tried and, and tested this and, and, and now have commercialized their application. Um, so uh, when we look at uh, creating um, uh, a government as a service type of a platform, I'm never going to be able to do that with internal resources or capabilities. We need the uh, private sector, and we need the, um, you know, the research university, and we need the, uh, uh, you know, the startup and the entrepreneurial con- community that are coming up with these uh, ideas and, and and bringing them to market. That's the um, that's the marketplace and the the uh, you know the, the the solutioning portfolio that we're going to be able to draw from to be able to. Um, you know, uh, distinctly bring in um, solutions that we can then manage as a portfolio of of, of work and, and basically our um, our body of work that we um, that we have. So this idea of as a service, so everything is a service. Government as a service is a, creating a, a platform of government uh, services. Uh, I, we're gonna we're gonna need uh, that um, those those. P3 type partnerships and those those um, those that are involved in civic tech and there's a there's a um, you know there's a growing community of civic tech uh, uh, companies and organizations that are supplying um, uh, government type of solutions to uh, municipalities. Uh, OpenGov, for example, is one we just recently signed a contract with because we saw the work that they did in Boston, for example, and they're doing it in other cities. Uh, and and uh, we can see this is the outcome that that Albuquerque is going to have 
by 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 entering into a contract with OpenGov, for example, in terms of um, data uh, presentation, the data visualization of of uh, what we have. Um, today, you know, early on, Albuquerque was an early adopter in the OpenGov movement. Um, but being able to, you know, just provide data that's traditionally been stored in firewalls and in file formats in a, in a public um, uh, portal, it's not good enough anymore. Now we've we've got to take that that same data and offer it that that way also. But we often we have to put it into data visualization and 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 and, and context and and tell the story of are we getting better, worse, or staying the same when when it comes to providing city services and creating a, a livability within our city. So it's, it's really that, that, to me, that's the key is, is, is leveraging our, um, our private sector partners when it comes to solutioning. And do you think anyone out there is cooked to a point where they could lead and guide you? I mean, yeah, they may not know more than you because that's not your core job and they are the service providers, for example. But do you think... Um, IoT has reached that level of maturity where uh, the type of integrations that you are looking for or you should have, these people would have an idea? Certainly, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some leaders in this space that, that, that we watch and, and that we, are, uh, you know, we pay attention to. Um, you know, Chicago has the array of things. Um, you know, they're doing some great work in, uh, in Washington, D.C., in New York City, and, and uh, in Las Vegas, for example. Um, those are those are some cities in Kansas City. I mean, so those are some cities that are um, that we see as kind of in that leader space of of IoT, and um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, uh, we need to we need to watch and 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 learn from from the work they're doing, so that we can then um, you know uh, apply it uh, here in Albuquerque. So. Uh, being being uh, part of that community when it comes to smart cities um, uh, conferences and and, and staying um, staying connected is, is very important. I think it's also important to become involved and in, in, you know on the national level with uh, we're a US Ignite city, so US Ignite to uh, do NSF. Um, we're we're, um, we're a smart gigabit city, so we're trying to um, stay. Um, connected with these cities and, and because we're all going to be able to learn, uh, nobody should be doing this, uh, you know, in a vacuum and, and, and having to, um, you know, rewrite the, um, the playbook every time. So here you are looking at the level of connectivity that you need would definitely require you to interface with your ecosystem partners, right? Correct. It could be third-party services and others. And they always say that there should be, it should not be a weakest link issue, right? Because you should not have, uh, you should not undermine, or this whole IoT initiative should not be undermined because someone else is not as incented or as excited about the whole approach and they are not stepping up uh, to bring up their technology, their approach to integration, uh, and, and doesn't make you wait because you got a lot bigger uh, purpose behind it, they may have uh, profit motivation or something like that. So are you supposed to then rally the troops, become the Pied Piper, get these guys to to, to really step up and, and run shoulder to shoulder with you to bring this IoT, or can you literally have ways to get them to come along, but not necessarily at the same pace as you? 
what is that 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 what I call as um, you know bringing bringing the it takes a village to put IoT together. So do you need every every household in the village to be equally excited for you to pull this off? Well, I think you need to have at least the key um, key elements excited. Uh, you know, those elements are going to be around the uh, you know the the uh, the infrastructure. Who owns the infrastructure? Who um, are, do you have access to that infrastructure? Because um, you know, traditionally, our transport transportation around traffic uh, and the uh, the uh, intelligent traffic system. So, uh, you know, cities have fiber and conduit throughout an entire um, uh, uh, community for, for traffic uh, controls, and there's, fi- there's fiber there. And so do you have that? Can you leverage that? And uh, sometimes there's been interpretations that, no, you can't. Well, <laughs> then I've got to uh, install. Uh, you know, spend millions of dollars implementing fiber right along next to it, um, whereas other cities have been have said yes, you can you can access the ITS network, you can you can get access to the conduit, you can get access to the junction, you know, the the, the infrastructure that exists there. Now, um, so so you've got to so I, I that's part of my challenge is is um, uh, telling that story to um, to uh, the resource owners. Okay, so there's there's the infrastructure that that's needed to um, to support. Then there's the transport mechanism, which is the the broadband, the the low latency, high speed broadband that's needed wirelessly and and through uh, through fiber, deep fiber, um, that's needed to transport the data from the sensors to the gateways back to the um, you know to the um, uh, analysis uh, uh, boxes. So, um, and then there's the uh, the end user who's going to use this data, and and so, uh, yeah, you've got to build the the consensus through that collaboration of the resource owner, the 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 the, the broadband networking that's required, and then the uh, intelligence um, community that's going to use the data, and that's 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 actually going can can write applications against it, et cetera. Um, so that's that's really uh, you know I think the key players that you've got to get involved. Let's take a quick break, listeners. Uh, we'll be right back, and and I wanted to bring back the the talent issue, which is almost crucial with any initiative, whether business or technology, and something new. IoT is not not was not known to people. Yes, the underlying uh, integration and other type of things you will do may have some commonalities, but this is brand new area. And even as a CIO, um, you a lot of experience, but there are certain things you may not know to to in order for you to lead this initiative. So you need those extra sets of eyes, ears, and brains to support you. So how are you going to do this? Are you going to totally rely on outside companies which come and deliver? And, uh, or, or is there a capability development internally from a talent standpoint that you're even envisioning? And if you are, then we know that there are budgets are always a big constraint when it comes to HR in the government sector means the salaries and everything else are always uh, not as high as what the world would pay outside in the commercial sector. So these are some of the challenges people face. So if you were to outline your talent strategy and staying realistic with it, what would make sense in your specific case to pull this off from a talent standpoint? 
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, the million-dollar problem of talent, and it doesn't get any better with the government budgets and the salary levels, and you got to... We, we cannot go into it without having fair enough, uh, like enough confidence in the ability of people to pull it off. So what, what and you know the the people do not need to be all from inside. It's like a workforce capability development issue, and that could mean outsource contractors, in-house specialized consultants, you name it. So if you had to build your blueprint, uh, like talent blueprint, to build and sustain IoT, what would that look like? Well, I would certainly look at. You know, we, we'd have to utilize the the capabilities that exist in, in private sector and and uh, the solutions that come with uh, you know the the skills uh, training that come with solutions that we're getting. But we don't have that capability uh, in house uh, today. Um, you know, we've w- the developers we have are are not um, uh, Zigbee uh, developers, for example. And they don't teach that in, in, at the colleges and the universities, right? So. Um, what I'm what what I'm doing today is working with our um, local uh, higher ed uh, and uh, community college and the coding boot camps to develop an IoT curriculum um, where the city they could use the city as a lab essentially um, as a city we've built um, we've built an IoT network the uh, the LP WAN is in place in Albuquerque too. To provide the the communications, um, you know, backbone between the sensors and the gateways, um, but nobody's nobody's using it at this point because the, you know it's 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 brand new and 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 okay, and and then we've got sensors in the air and the ground and and on infrastructure, um, so so uh, there's two things. One is we're working with a, a local university to develop to develop a uh, this center of excellence, so to speak, or this uh, 
this uh, capability capacity for um, for for uh, IoT uh, development and for IoT solutioning. So whether that's a Zigbee developer or it's a um, uh, someone that can uh, that understands the the uh, ecosystem that's involved in IoT with the with the network and the sensors and the gateways and and coming up with practical solutions that um, that use that that um, that infrastructure. So uh, so that's one way. The other is all of this has to be secure. So uh, we're working with a local cybersecurity company to develop the IoT um, security model uh, around because um, that's a that's a whole other um, area that that needs security needs to be baked in from the beginning. So um, again, as as a as a city and as an IT department within the city. Um, we can we can never we can't we can't do this on our own. We never we never really have, and we never really will, will be able to. It's it's, it's it, it takes that community of uh, stakeholders to um, to move um, this uh, effort forward. And if you are looking at the the talent pool, and and you mentioned that you go outside to these companies who would do the security, since they are so new, what's your benchmark? So if someone like yourself or even in commercial sectors looking for outside capability, what's your approach to um, inviting someone to actually help you when we know that the whole industry or or that whole space is so new? (coughs) Is it like a leap of faith? Well, to a certain degree, we're um, you know the we're we're taking we're we're leveraging the competencies that are coming out of our uh, our uh, university system here that around cybersecurity to know that um, you know to know what our vulnerabilities are to know what the threat landscape looks like to know what what that um, what that weakest uh, link in the infrastructure looks like um, you know I, we cannot uh, afford we cannot have a uh, an IoT device. Um, Get compromised, and then you know have a, um, a downstream effect to where uh, you know public safety is is compromised, or uh, or a SCADA system is is um, is infiltrated uh, through a um, open um, uh, vulnerability that exists in a in some firmware in a um, in an IoT device. So it's that that whole environment, and 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 we know that. Uh, many of these uh, endpoints in our environment were never, um, you know, uh, security was an afterthought. So, so having to kind of retroactively go back and look at all of these um, devices that are on a on a uh, on a municipal network, you, you you can have tens of thousands of endpoints, and 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 understanding what. Uh, so how how are you going to prioritize and how are you going to um, uh, uh, manage? That, that the threat landscape and the vulnerability um, analysis that goes into all of that, that's where we're at today, and that's why we're using our, um, the, you know, the, the, uh, the knowledge of our, uh, of our partners in that, in, that, in that realm. Given the kind of initiative it is, uh, a new, um, coming from the left field, so many unknowns, would you rather have be a mercenary or a leader to pull this off? One minute. Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, one of each. <laughs> I, I think that it takes um, it takes thought leadership. Certainly, it, it takes a vision and it takes a playbook. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, uh, cities today are putting together their smart cities playbooks and their strategies. Um, 
around uh, how they're going to evaluate, how they're going to deploy, um, and uh, what is the areas um, uh, in government that, that make sense. Is that utilities? Is that energy? Is it transportation? Is it the, is it the uh, citizen engagement? Um, is it public safety? I mean, it's all of those, right? So um, how, do we, how do we choose which ones to prioritize? Well, um, maybe it takes that mercenary, um, uh, you know, kind of the uh, good cop, bad cop kind of a deployment of, of, of thought leadership, but a mercenary uh, to go in. And, uh, you know, we, we used to call that, um, uh, you know, rogue IT or skunk works, right? Well, today we're seeing... Um, we're seeing uh, some of our best solution in, solutions come from those that are outside of IT and those that are uh, uh, able to, uh, you know, through a um, uh, initiative that they're, they've taken on themselves, um, show value in a, uh, in a in an application. So I had, you know, I'll just give a quick example. I, you know, we had a. So you got thirty seconds, yep. Peter. Okay. Um, Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an evolving uh, uh, landscape with many moving parts, and I think uh, certainly the, the thought leadership and the strategy be, being able to um, uh, articulate that is, is, is key as we move forward. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Peter, for uh, sharing your views on how the leaders from a city and even commercial sector can look at um, the, the type of initiative IoT is, uh, see how they can move it beyond POC and actually take all the way to profits. Thanks so much again. Okay, thank you, Sanjay. Yeah, listeners, please like us on Facebook, search for CTN CIO Talk Network, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to this uh, segment on CTN. This is Sanjay All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.